Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 233, The Five Fists of Science, by Matt Fraction and Steven Sanders. My name is Eric. And I am Jason. Hello. <coughs> Hi. Hi. How are you? I am well, and yourself? I am doing very well myself. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yes, it is. I love to hear that. I love to hear that you are doing well. Awesome. Makes me happy. Hmm. Welcome back. Welcome back? Where to did the I, show. Where did I go? Uh, you went home after the last episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And you did some stuff. And then now it's a week later, and here we are again. Mm-hmm. So welcome back. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, welcome good. back into my home, into my office. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. <laughs> so, uh, uh... Yes? So, uh... Last episode was Zardoz. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I told Doogie uh, about the movie before we watched it. Right. You know, like, and, you know, we looked at clips, or like, not clips, but like images on Google. Uh, right. And, um, and after we. Mostly did, just of the thigh high boots and of, the. Uh, the Sean Connery's cloth, right? Uh, yeah. cloth, right? And uh, after the episode, uh, I told him, I said, I know you don't really listen to Gutter Trash, but I was like, but. I think that's the best episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> so you should totally listen to it. And he's like, oh, okay. So I don't know if he ever has, but. Right. <clears throat> I, uh, have not received any kind of feedback or anything. Uh, I'm pretty sure nobody listens anymore. You're right. You right. know, uh, cause surely someone would have said something. I yeah. mean, that was awesome. That was, uh, it was the best we've ever done. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we really, uh, deconstructed it. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. We had some intelligent and insightful things to say. For once, we were not idiots. No. Yeah. 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 I feel like we could have turned that episode into a, a thesis for a, like a four-year degree at one of those things. Uh, like, colleges? Yeah, colleges. Yeah, university? Yeah. yeah. In a film In a, class. A, a right. film class, right. 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 Um, yeah, we, uh, yeah, that was a thing we did last week. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't think anybody has listened to it. No, I don't believe so. I have. As have I. I never listened to our shows. I try not to as well. After we finished, but I was like, man, we were so smart and insightful. I need to <laughs> listen to that. <clears throat> well, let's see if uh, maybe we can keep up that same tone today. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, this one is about uh, smart stuff as well. Yes, it is. Uh, it's also uh, a science fiction story. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, they both are uh, sci-fi. Yes, they are. The Five Fists of Science. That's right. Yeah. So what do those five fists refer to? Whose five fists are they? Uh, Two of the fists belong to Mark Twain. That's right. Uh, Two of the other fists belong to Nikola Tesla. And then the fifth fist belongs to Tim, uh, Tesla's assistant. 
who only has one arm. <laughs> the Five Fists of Science. Yeah. yeah. And there's also another member of the team, but it's a woman, so who cares? Women don't make fists. Nope. 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 Or are included, <clears throat> or thought of, or respected. As it should be. <laughs> He's referring to... What is her name? Bertha? The Baroness? Uh, Baroness Bertha... The, luckily, there's a handy-dandy uh, uh, character key in the very beginning of the book. Which is great. Which is awesome. Uh, and we might need it. Bertha Sophie... Bertha Sophie Felicitas Freifrau von Suttner. I don't know why you didn't remember that. Yeah. Or Baroness Bertha von Suttner. Hmm. Or Bertha. I like Baroness. Baroness is fun, but Maybe. that's a G.I. Joe You're character. Right. Yeah, that's why I like it, probably. Because <laughs> I still play with toys. I was playing with toys yesterday at Mavericks. Oh, really? Somebody sold a G.I. Joe collection. Nice. Yeah. I, um, uh, I didn't even pick up a toy or anything. I went to a, a, a comic and a toy shop yesterday, and, uh, I didn't even bother to, like, uh, pick up a package to look at it or anything. And, I tend to do that occasionally. Was it because you made a beeline straight for the Magic the Gathering cards? Uh, of course. Right. right. As you do in a comic shop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Why else would you be there? <clears throat> hmm. So, yeah, this book. Yeah, The Five Fists of Science. It's, uh, is it Matt Fraction's first thingy? I don't know. I want to say maybe. It's like, it's like seven years old. <clears throat> uh, it originally came out in 2006. Mm hmm. Um, I did look him up on the comic book database, uh, just to see, you know, what was the first thing he had done, and then I, I, this was at least very early, if not the first thing he had ever done. Wow. Uh, published, I guess. Um. Yeah, he was probably writing stuff that, you know, well, sure, yeah. didn't, didn't quite make it. <clears throat> well, uh, for a first time out, that's, uh. It's not a bad first time out. It's not a very bad uh, first time out at all. No. Uh. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's no Casanova, which which I think is is far superior in every way. I would agree. But uh, by no means is this uh, bad at all either. Right. In fact, I think it's highly enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. I would agree. Uh, I also say that I laughed out loud. Really? Several times in this comic. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, that's that's a tough thing to do. Right. It's certainly more times than I laughed out loud during uh, Todd the Ugliest Kid on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, <laughs> yeah definitely a lot more fun than Todd the Ugliest Kid on Earth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, the basic plot of it is that um, Mark Twain and Nikola Tesla uh, team up. Uh, in order to sort of persuade the governments of the world to uh, uh, be peaceful. To be peaceful, yeah. Uh, but to do it via sort of that mutually assured destruction kind of sort of like fear-based well, peace, like how you know, like once everybody had nuclear weapons, right? Uh, everybody was afraid to use them. That right, sort of right, thing, right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and then, uh, meanwhile, uh, Thomas Edison, J.P. Morgan, or, uh, Arthur Carnegie? I think it's Arthur. Uh, the, the Carnegie Patriarch? Andrew Carnegie. And, uh, Guglielmo Marconi, uh, have all teamed up to, uh, resurrect the Elder Gods. Yeah. 
So this is based on a true story, right? Right, yes. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if J.P. Morgan had something to do with the Elder Gods. Some sort of, at least, at least, like, I'm sure the Elder Gods have no idea who he is. Right, yeah. But I'm sure, like, he he was, like, just just evil enough to try to, like, summon them. I think uh, most of those guys are. Yeah. Uh, I... Maybe in Mark Twain. <laughs> uh, maybe I think uh, I think though uh, anybody uh, with uh, billions of dollars, or, or at least what we would now consider billions of dollars, uh, anybody rich, right? Um, uh, yeah, I think they're in league with uh, <laughs> the devil. Uh, if not the devil, just something uh, just inherently evil. I, you know, I don't know. I bet there's a lot of awesome rich people. Well, there are some, I'm sure, but uh, but it, chances are, if you become a billionaire, yeah. you've done some not awesome things to exactly. get there, right, yeah, right. Yeah. unless you just inherited it or scratched off a lucky ticket right. or something. Uh, and even then, uh, I think that the pathway there to evil is uh, is super easy mm-hmm. if you've uh, lucked into the money. I would imagine people who grow up rich. Uh, not having to work for that, uh, are just, uh, evil by birth. I don't know. I'm not, I would imagine they're dipshits. I'm not very evil, and I'm loaded. You are not loaded. I have Comic so books much money. are not money. Sometimes I make upwards of Magic $10 cards an hour. are not money. <laughs> you are not rich uh, in either of those aspects. Right, right. Uh, hundreds of copies of your own mini-comics. <laughs> Is not money. When those suckers hit big, <laughs> I have more of them than anyone else. <laughs> and I can print more. I've got the originals. It'll be like printing money. Because, <laughs> like, right now, Veggie Dog Saturn number two has been out of print for about a year. Yeah. I'm just kind of biding my time until yeah. the fever hits a, you know, threshold. <laughs> I'm just going to reprint that fucker and sell them for $80 an issue. <laughs> I'm gonna bag them with a, with a different cards. Nice. Each one will have a different yeah, card. Yeah, vacuum seal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You might have to invest in a vacuum seal. Oh, I'll just uh, I'll just use saran wrap and a hairdryer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can can I draw one of those trading cards? Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So anyway, rich people are evil. <laughs> rich people are evil. Okay. Uh, except for, uh, well, yeah, cause, uh, in, in this, well, that's weird because, uh, um, Twain keeps referring to how he's like fiscally, uh, embarrassed, embarrassed, yeah, yeah. which I thought was great. Um, but wasn't he kind of like, I mean, you know, he did well during his lifetime. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he and Tesla, I think both had uh, their ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Twain was, you know, Probably one of the first bonafide celebrities. Right, yeah. So I thought it was weird that maybe is this like one of the his down times, I guess? Yeah, I would assume so. Okay. Because, uh, uh, yeah, I think he, he did have, uh, yeah, some troubles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But who doesn't? Yeah, we all do. Right. Uh, and uh, I think uh, this just proves he wasn't evil enough to, oh, okay. to hold on to, to the money. money. Okay. Everybody can have money and not be evil. Oh, but you can't keep them. Right. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> my, I don't know how this is working out in my brain, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I 
I loved Mark Twain in this book. It actually made me want to read some more because, like, I've read uh, Huckleberry Finn years and years ago, but I haven't read any of his other stuff. And uh, I mean, obviously, this isn't written by Mark Twain or anything, no, but yeah. it has made me like him enough. And I know he's written stuff about his own life. It kind of made me want to check out some of that because right. he's such a likable character in this book. Um, I uh, have to admit that uh, I don't know that I have ever read anything by him. Yeah. Um, if I have, I'm assuming it's going to be either Tom Sawyer or Huckleberry Finn. Right. Uh, just because, you know, I'm There's sure the school somewhere, right. right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, I've never really sought out any of his other stuff otherwise. And, and I know him more as a fictionalized character than I do as an actual <laughs> right. person. Yeah. He's been uh, he's been portrayed on a lot of things. Yeah. Uh Hal Holbrook, you know, uh, has his one man show where he's uh, Mark Twain. Yeah. And uh there was that episode of Cheers where Woody was doing yeah. that too. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know of a single other person that would have recalled that. <laughs> um and then of course there's that uh Creepy, creepy claymation movie wow. that came out in the the early mid to early eighties of Mark Twain. Uh, it was, yeah, he was the like the the lead character in it. Wow, I don't remember that at all. I uh, never actually saw it, but there's like a creepy clip from it uh, on YouTube where uh, Mark Twain and a couple of kids uh, confront the devil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can't oh. remember. Exactly what it's called or anything like that. We'll find out during the break, or yeah. I could look it up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we'll, we'll find out during the break. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so stay tuned. <laughs> There's a reason to keep hanging on. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> well, yeah, this is fun. This is a fun book. It it's, is. Uh, it's clearly not. Uh, a portrayal of actual events because it just kind of goes off in a crazy direction. Right. But it's awesome and like, and like the characters are believable enough that you're like, you know, that could have happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. Tesla was, uh, you know, uh, one of the world's most uh, underrated geniuses mm-hmm. uh, because Edison basically was uh, crushing him. Right. <laughs> Uh, and of course, if, uh, you've all seen the Prestige, you know this as well, too. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, Twain wasn't in the Prestige, though, was he? No. 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 Just okay. Tesla. Yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I am, uh, this is early. I don't know how to talk yet. Oh, early in the day, you mean? Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, um. Help me out here. I, we are bad at this. I, uh, maybe we could just laugh for half an hour. Okay. <laughs> um, no, um. If only this book had been so bad that we could just laugh. Uh, yeah. That would fill up so much time. <laughs> you know, I think, I think one of the strong suits about this, and maybe that's, um, I mean, it makes sense because Matt Fraction always does this sort of thing. There's, there's like just cool little scenes, like, like the scene where, uh, um, oh, who was it? Yeah, this one here where Tesla and, uh, was it Tesla and Guglielmo? They're, they're like 
talking into their teacups so no one can read their lips. Right. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. Um, just like these cool little scenes that, you know, you. I mean, like thinking about this as a movie that would cost nothing to film. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's really awesome and like it has a sweet visual look and I don't know. There's just, there's a bunch of just like cool little scenes like that in here. Yeah. For me, I think what makes everything really work is, uh, like, even the villains of the book, they all have their quirks. I like the guy that uh, eats eats when he's nervous. Or right, yeah. yeah. I think that's Marconi. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but then, like, you know, Edison with his uh, uh, zoo, uh, because uh, he was tired oh, of uh, yeah. already knowing everything, so he wanted to venture into the unknown. Right. Uh, like, he tries to find, like, Sasquatches and right, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's a Sasquatch in this book, uh, <laughs> as well as, uh, Lovecraftian elder gods and, uh, giant robots and, uh, vigilanteism and, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and science and science. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's just fun. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything about it really. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like we may have said too much as is. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah, because some of those things are reveals, but um, it's just like the dynamic between Twain and uh, uh, Tesla is great because, you know, obviously Twain is like a loudmouth braggart. Right, right. And he's just like, and when they're trying to uh, build up a, you know, some sort of financial backing for themselves, it, you know, like they just go around and, uh, Twain's like, oh, look at that, you know, right. like he's like blending into the crowd and trying to like, uh, he's sort of like Stanley, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, like, cause like they're, uh, you know, they're robots and they're, uh, you know, their inventions are trying to save the the city from a perceived threat, right? And Twain is just like, oh, we're saved by Tesla and science, and he's just like kind of blending into the crowd, and right? People like, you know, are like, yeah, yeah, you know. And, I don't know. It's just, it's just like a great dynamic between those two characters. And I don't feel like I'm doing it justice, uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't uh, feel like I am either. Uh, let's just give up. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Uh, I like, uh, I like the interplay between, uh, the, the, well, all the characters, really. Mm -hmm. Like, like, uh, even the villains, you know, like I said earlier, uh. Yeah, the villains are great. Yeah, uh, I mean, when, when they interact with each other and then when, when they interact with, you know, the, the opposing side, mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, they're all, you know, to me, anyway, seemingly well-rounded characters and they all have really good interactions, you know, which just makes for just a fun, you know, time reading, you know? Right, yeah, especially whenever they're based on, or, like, almost everybody is based on a, a real person. Right. Um, and it's fun to, to uh, just have that, you know, play, you know, where they're just right, take, yeah. taking somebody from our realm and just like, you know, our, his, you know, historical figures and just fucking with their, uh, right. you know, their biography, basically. Yeah, it's like, uh, <clears throat> I haven't seen it and I haven't read the book, but, you know, the, the, there's that uh, Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like when I hear that combination of words, you know, oh, okay, just, it's, like, it's going to be fun. Right. Yeah. And then like everything that I've heard about like the book and the movie is that it takes itself so seriously. Right. right? You know, it's just like, you know, like and you, I, need, I, you need humor in something like that. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, 
because it's a ridiculous premise, but you can't live on the ridiculous premise alone. Right. Like, maybe if it was an illustration, you could do it real seriously, and it would be badass, you know, like right, yeah. Lincoln killing some vampires, like just a one illustration. Right. Not, and I get, like, you know, like, there's a certain skill in, like, you know, what the writer of that book did by, you know, inserting this whole vampire-killing mythology you know, into historical the actual right. you know, historical events of Lincoln's life. But, you know, man, it just yeah. seemed to suck the fun out of all right. that, too. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, the idea is much more entertaining than the execution of right, it. Right, right, yeah. And, uh, and, and maybe that's just me being the dumb fuck that I am. <laughs> you know, just, uh, I, I want to have that. Well, no, I don't Golly think so. Golly gee, good time, you know? I, yeah, I don't think so, because, I mean, this book is fun. It's it's funny. Like you said, you laughed out loud while you read it. Right. Um, I cried a lot. I, I don't laugh out loud. I, just, <laughs> I try to just... I only try to have the one emotion. It's sadness. <laughs> but, no, yeah, it was really, it was really fun. Um, just, yeah, I'm just flipping through it right now. The only thing I didn't really like so much about it was the coloring. I do not like the coloring at all. It It, like... Really mucked up some of the panels where yeah. I couldn't tell what was going on. I agree with you 100%. Mm. Uh, yeah, there are scenes where they're, they're just, it's muddy, and I can't tell what's going on in half of them. Uh, and and plus, like, I mean, I, I get that there's a lot of, you know, fantastical creatures and, like, right. you know, things that look great in color. But I almost feel like this would have been better in black and white just because, I mean, you're dealing with something historical, first right. of all. And then, like, in my mind, like, when, you know, when you, when you think of historical, you think of black and white just because, you know. I would it. almost even say that, uh, if they would have done, like, a, a sepia tone kind of thing. Right. Uh, where it was just, uh, you know, like browns and, and yellows and, right. you know, just warm colors like that, uh, would have been awesome. But then, I am looking at this, uh, like, the very, very first page of the story is uh, Mark Twain introducing the story. And like it is... Speaking directly to the audience. To the reader, yeah. Much like Zardoz. <laughs> <laughs> Just that floating head there, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it is colored in kind of a gray tone. Yeah. And it looks really cool. Uh, but yeah, just... Yeah, there are a lot of places where... It, it just look, kind of looks like when you're watching a movie and you realize your TV is set way too dark. Right. And then you fix it and all of a sudden, like, you can see what's going on. Yeah. Um, that's what I wanted to do when I was reading some of the scenes in here. Yeah, same here. And, and yeah, I think it does kind of hurt it occasionally. Uh, I wonder who colored it. Hmm. I hope it's not our, our buddy, James Abel. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> uh, no, it was Steve Sanders. Okay. Illustrated everything. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That is that is surprising because you feel like he would be the yeah he'd be the one to be like whoa it kind of mucked up some of my art there. Yeah. Well, it could be a thing where I uh, colored it and it just didn't turn out great didn't, in print. Right. Yeah. Maybe the. I, new... I mean, I've had that problem with with stuff I've done. You know, where right. I colored it and it looks great on screen, and then I printed it and it's like ah. Maybe the new version will be uh, tweaked slightly. Could be. There is a uh, new printing coming out uh, soon. Because I almost ordered it uh, with my, my next comic order. And I decided I 
can't justify spending an eight eight extra dollars or whatever on your order, right? Yeah, because uh, I'm already spending way the fuck too much anyway. And uh, then yeah, I just happened to go to a uh, ye old comic shop, not ye old comic shop, <laughs> but uh, another old comic shop, <laughs> and I uh, found this for four bucks. I said, "Yep, yeah, half half price yeah, of your other, of I mean of your other right, price, yeah, yeah." yeah. Because I think cover price is actually like thirteen bucks, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about this book. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, it's fun, and yeah. it, it just like has a it just has a really cool tone to it. Um, I mean, you you do kind of like learn a little bit, you know, yeah. about like the there's there's some social commentary in there. Yeah, you know? it's not entirely just uh, uh, empty, you know. It's yeah. uh, you know, it's her her light and frothy. It's it's got a little bit of heft to it. That's right. You know, uh, but but you know, does it in in such a such a manner that you're never not entertained. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like my my plan was to read some of this Thursday night and then finish it up this morning. Right. And I just like did not put it down until I read the whole thing Thursday night. And I was like, this is really good. Nice. Yeah. That's the sign of a good book. Yeah. 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 Uh, unfortunately, I did not read it like that, but that's just because I kept running out of time. No, this was not originally single issues, was it? This was no, just it was a, a graphic, graphic novel. novel. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how long that would have taken to, to do, you know, especially if he was coloring, coloring, it. coloring right. it himself. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it must have been a while. Who the hell knows? Because like, it came out in 2006, so. Could know. have been written in 03 or 04. Right, yeah. yeah. Even longer, yeah. Uh, I've never heard of Steven Sanders. I don't know if he's done anything else other than this. I, You know, the name sounds familiar to me, but right. I might be thinking of Larry Sanders. I don't know. Right. Colonel Sanders. Colonel, Colonel Sanders. Is that the same guy? It could be the same yeah. guy. Because <laughs> uh, Mark Twain kind of looks like Colonel Sanders. He maybe, does. Yeah. Maybe he based it on his own look. <laughs> we are insulting this person. <laughs> well, we, we, we already did. Yeah, yeah. we told him. We yeah. said it. Doesn't know how to color anything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a, he's a he's a fine colorist. Because uh, parts of it look look great. But, yeah. But some of it, yeah, just it loses something. And the art itself, though, looks is perfectly fine. It's great. I really like the art. It's really expressive and, and uh, detailed, but not overtly so. Yeah, it's like it has the cartoonish language. Like I just looked at this panel here, where you know there's like little lines coming right, off someone's right, head yeah. for surprise, and you know it has enough cartoon language that. You know, you can read the story through the artwork really right, well, yeah. but uh, but it is, yeah, it is nice and detailed and you know, full of intricacies. Yeah, and, you know, Matt Fraction's just great. Anyway, oh yeah, you know, good uh, stuff there. I've uh, not read anything by him that I well, that's not true. I've almost not read anything that I've disliked. I've only read a fraction of his work oh. myself, but uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, I like everything I have read, yeah. but I, but I haven't read probably the majority of what he's written. Yeah, I've uh, I've read uh, the the one thing of his that I've read that I did not really care for was uh, Punisher War Zone. Oh, okay. The War Journal. I didn't know he did Punisher. It was uh, he did a Punisher thing. Hmm. Uh, it was near around Civil War was when that happened. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I know he did Thor and... He did Thor. I never read any of those. Avengers. I'm not a huge Thor guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's ever done any Avengers. 
Oh, and I'm thinking of Iron Man. That's what it is. He did do Iron Man. Yeah, he did a uh, bunch of bunch of Iron Man. Yeah, he did a pretty long run on Iron Man. Yeah, I think up until recently, uh, mm-hmm. from like, well, I think when the first movie came out, that's when he started writing that book, mm-hmm. and then up until like six months ago or so was when his end and uh, his run ended. Uh, so quite a few years. Mm. Uh, no DC though. I don't know if he's ever done any DC or not. Hmm. I, I, I do not know. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've never read his Thor, never read his X Men stuff. Um, but I, I have read uh, Casanova, of course, which I think is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Defenders that he did was oh, really yeah, that's pretty right. awesome. That was him too. Uh, he co-wrote uh, Iron Fist with Ed Brubaker that I really enjoyed. That. So he's uh, he's been he's been around. Yeah, he's been he's around. He's done a lot of Marvel. Currently working on Hawkeye and Fantastic Four and FF. Oh yeah, I read FF. Yeah. I forgot that was him. Yeah, yeah. Man, FF is so fun. I like that book a lot. I am behind that book. Mm. I've read the first issue. Mm. Uh, but I liked that first issue a lot. Yeah. 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 Mike Allred. And yeah. uh, what's his, what's the other guy's name? That, uh, a couple issues. Joe Quinones? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the Hawkeye, of course, is the best book that Marvel is publishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have no comments. I never read it. That's a lie. I read one issue. <laughs> Matt Fraction, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Thanks for uh, I'm looking picking forward it. to his new book. His oh. new creator-owned book with Howard Shaken called Silent oh, Sam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a huge Shaken fan. Me neither. But uh, I also want to support a creator that I like when they do creator creator stuff. Right. And I think think my distaste for Shaken comes from his more of his writing than his art. So, so yeah, I'm I'm sure it'll be good. Because his art's not bad. It's just when I think of Howard Shaken, I just, I just like, I get all. Skeeved, yeah, it's kind of get a little skeevy, you know, and creep like this. It's <laughs> kind of feel sick. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm certainly willing to give it a shot. Like I said, mm. I want to support uh, creators in that way possible. Like uh, there was news this week that uh, Keith Giffen, J. M. DeMatteis, and Kevin McGuire are all going to be working on a new book together. Again. Oh, nice! And I was like super excited until I found out that it wasn't a creator-owned book. Uh. Right. Now I'm just sort of like, well, I'll still get it because I love those guys. Yeah, we read their Defenders. That was good. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, it would be so awesome if they were just doing, you know, their own thing. What are they doing? I have no idea. Yeah. It hasn't been announced yet. Oh, uh, okay. But it's not creator. Not creator. How awesome would that be if Matt Fraction wrote something and Keith Giffen drew it? That'd be a good combo. Like, yeah, that would be. That'd be a really good combo. Yeah, it would. Because, like, um, Gabriel Boss sort of has that. Yeah. Kind yeah. of cartoony, giffinous thing going. Ah, that'd be great. That would be very cool. Yeah. Guys, drop what you're doing and uh, do that. <laughs> Work on it. Um, something I was going to say. Oh. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Oh. It is gone. So I think we should just take a break. Yeah. Because, yeah, uh, I highly recommend this book. There's a new printing coming out. Go yeah, get it. Because this has been out of print probably for a while, hasn't it? Uh, the, the, the one that I have now, which, again, bought for $4 just last week, 
uh, was from the second Pernane, which came out in 2009. Uh, yeah, so whatever version printing is coming out. I'd never heard of this. Like, yeah, I've never really? seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it offered, like, in... Because, you know, sometimes they'll offer, like, here's a list of... You, you also know. don't do the image orders. Though. Yeah, I don't do the image orders, though, so... Yeah. I'm more of a Marvel DC guy. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you really need to change up that system you got there at Mavericks. Yeah. The wrong people it, ordering the wrong things. It, it's funny, uh, Jeremy showed me in pre- previews the other day, he was like, oh, here's a book we won't be ordering, and uh, it was uh, something that Joe Casey wrote, uh-huh. And uh, but it, but the ad, like in giant letters, said, Joe Casey, Paul Pope, and I was like, oh, we'll be ordering at least a few of them if Paul Pope's doing it, right. but I read it, I read the description, and, like, those are the only two names, like, in, like, huge, like, you know, 25-point type, right, right. and, uh, but Paul Pope just did the cover, oh, okay. and somebody else is drawn the inside, and I was like, well, I'm not gonna buy it if Paul Pope didn't draw it, so if you don't want to order it, I guess we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, just why? Because <laughs> he ruined Wildcats. Yeah. That's reason enough. You know, there's there's worse people out there to target. Right. To, right. Yeah. Like like uh, like an Orson Scott card. Yeah. Well, yeah. we don't order his stuff either. Uh huh. I said we don't order his stuff either. Oh, you've got some Ender's Game and Ultimate Iron Man right. stuff. Oh, I know. Uh, no. But, uh, you know, uh, and then, you know, it doesn't look like he's uh, ever going to have his uh, Superman story made anyway. But, right, right. Uh, but still, you know, like, uh, as far as I know, Joe Casey isn't, uh, you know, he may be a douchebag and he may be not a great writer. But, uh, you know, I don't think that's any reason I, to... I have zero distaste for Joe Casey. Like, right. like I mean, I've never read... Uh, the Wildcats issues. I, I think I even own a couple because Travis Chairs did the covers. Right. But I think I even own a couple and never read them. But so um, you'll buy a comic because Travis Chairs did a cover, but you won't if uh, Paul Pope does. Huh, well, that this was back in the nineties. I would have bought. I would have bought if Paul Pope did like the uh, you know the picture in the top left corner that had like, you know Batman's face on it. I would have dr- dr- bought that, but. uh yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna get rid of my Wildcats that Chairs did anyway. I don't know, I'm just never gonna read them again. But uh no, I, I have no nothing against Joe Casey and I even talked to uh Tom Skewley and he said uh he was a great guy. He, I mean he said he doesn't really know him too well because right. they don't live in the same state or whatever, but he said he worked together and he's like, Yeah, he was fun to work with. He seemed like a nice guy. So I've had I had one horrible interaction with Joe Casey at a uh, Wizard World. Oh, back really? In like two thousand. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but he was just a complete kind of scumbag. Oh, really? Uh, that uh, sort of soured me on him. And plus, I just have not enjoyed anything that he has ever written. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> did you Did you read Godland? Uh, no, I didn't. No? Okay. I mean, I kind of want to just because of you know, Tom Seely's kind of awesome. Yeah. But you know my. My distaste for Joe Casey sort of outweighs it, right? Yeah, and, and who knows? Maybe Joe Casey is the nicest guy in the world, but uh, he just was really sleazy when I met him, right? And, uh, and like I said, just have not liked uh, anything that ever. Did, did he touch you in funny places? He did not touch me in any funny okay. places, but he was just kind of greasy and just just slimy, and just like used car salesman type. Yeah. Well, he works in TV. Like he he works. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So maybe that's. Part and just interviews I've read with him also, uh, he does not come off as a fantastic human being. Right, yeah. yeah. I, I would agree. I've read an interview with him, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, that said, 
there's no reason to not buy or order his books. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, dwindling, uh, you know, uh, uh, comic uh, customer base that your store has as it is. <laughs> right. Someone would probably buy a book by him. Possibly. I mean, no one, no one's like, like I know Jeremy doesn't like Joe Casey and he doesn't like to support him. Right. But he, he wouldn't not order it. Well, no, that's not true. I started to say he wouldn't, wouldn't skip ordering it just because it's Joe Casey, even though somebody wants it. But I remember, uh, someone had sex, his new image book on their file and right. he, he just like didn't even order that one. Right. Even though, even though somebody requested it, but, uh, we eventually, Got a got a copy, but um, so yeah, maybe maybe that's not true at all. <laughs> but if someone if someone asks about whatever this Paul Pope covered thing is, I'll make sure we get a copy. You should just get a copy anyway. Jeremy would flip out. Fuck Jeremy! <laughs> <laughs> it, it is weird to hold a grudge. Uh, like like even the Orson Scott card thing. Mm. Like even that, I would. You know, order a copy, right? Because someone probably wants it. Exactly, has no idea. Just wouldn't extra support it by stocking it or whatever. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just it, it seems weird to just. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of assholes in the comics oh, world. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure once we got to know a lot of those guys that you know we order tons of books by. Right. Yeah. You know, we'd be like, oh, we can't order Batman anymore because Scott Snyder's a racist. Or, right. You know, yeah. I mean, that's that's not a true statement. That was no, a not at all. that was yeah. a for example. Right. A hypothetical. Um please don't sue us. Hey, Grant Morrison does drugs. Oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> that explains so much. Support someone who does illegal oh, drugs. Oh my God, I had no idea, but yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> when you read like the filth or something yeah, yeah okay yeah. man <laughs> huh interesting okay i'm gonna solve my grant morrison comics tomorrow. All right, all right. but you'll still order them for the story even though you don't support <laughs> right. that uh, no that we're done sort of behavior no more of that oh, okay no more right, of that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the Wonder Woman comic is about uh, feminism ideals, what? feminist ideals. That's not something you can support. Feminist ideals covered up by balloon art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we're done with that one, too. Oh, balloon art. I forgot about that. Um, Still kind of want to know what that means in Jack's head. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the listener, uh, Jack doesn't like Wonder Woman because it has balloon art. Yep. Air quotes around balloon art. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's take a break. Okay.
back to Gutter Trash. Hey! So. Here's hey. curtains with the clip. What? No? Oh, sure. sure. Yeah? <laughs> no. Not yet? Not, Not yet. yet. Okay, yeah. ooh, we're teasing them. Yeah. So thanks for creeping me out. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I touched you gently on your ball sack. Well, I wouldn't say gently. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, you get in that suit and like you can't, you know, you don't know. It's like whenever you're, you know, you got your gloves on and you're trying to peel a tomato or something. (laughs) Same exact sort of thing. (laughs) Um, Except for this was juicier. (laughs) But anywho, you also showed me. A clip of the Ventures of Mark Twain. Yes, the claymation uh, movie that uh, I mentioned in the first segment that uh, I couldn't remember the name of. The Adventures of Mark Twain. Pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah, it was. Because <laughs> I've I've never ever ever like even when I was a child enjoyed those claymation like Christmas movies or any of that. Okay. Like I've always just like been so, I don't know, like I've like creeped out creeped out like i'm not like i don't want to oversell it but no that's not overselling it like that's exactly how i felt even as a child like this is just off-putting you really know? yeah huh. never ever and uh and so that, you didn't like the california raisins no no <laughs> um well they were a little bit better but maybe because they were it was so upbeat and like there's music but right like, and it was only like, and it was only like, <laughs> <laughs> like that creepy, ambient, discordant, like, yeah. uh, minor note. Yeah, that was fucking creepy. <laughs> At least the California Raisins were mostly just like on a commercial for like 30 seconds. Right. Or, but, um, but yeah, that I was. They had a whole, uh, animated special that one. Oh, point. really? Yeah. I don't know. I never saw, I never saw that. They were huge. I had like the little uh, California raisin toys from like an Arby's kids meal or something. I had one, like yeah. a wind up toy. Mine were just like plastic. And I think you could move their arms a little oh, okay. bit, yeah. like bendies a little bit. Yeah, mine had that little wheel that you you turned and then like set them down oh. and it would just wobble. This thing, forth, basically. those things are creepy too. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought wind up toys were creepy. Um, but yeah, that was kind of horrifying. The uh, <laughs> the Twain clip you just showed me. Yeah. It was about like death and like the meaninglessness of life and uh but like not in a like philosophical way, just in a like a downer kind of way. Yeah, just uh in a more in a factual way. <laughs> yeah. More like this is how fucked up things are, children. Yeah. Because this is for kids. <laughs> not nearly as fun as the five fists of science. Ooh. If you have to do one or the other, I recommend the the comic uh, <laughs> creepy as fuck i would recommend that episode of cheers <laughs> okay over overall yeah over yeah. the other two sorry mad fraction <laughs> cheers always wins yeah yeah oh yeah yeah I'm trying to remember was mark twain one of the writers spoofed in cerebus i know they did you should not be asking me uh, i can't i can't remember i think so was Twain the one that uh, was killed by his wife with a shotgun? Or, uh, this is Phil Hartman. That was Phil Hartman, yeah. <laughs> the great literary <laughs> novelist, <laughs> Phil Hartman. Um, I'm sure Brian knows. He'll probably let us know. Right, yeah. He knows all things Cerebus. Yeah, yeah. All things literary. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. kind of does. Yeah. I just sold my Cerebus 300 the other day. What? Why'd you do that? A uh, guy wanted a copy, and we didn't have one, and I was like, I've got one. He's like, I'll give you five bucks for it. I was like, you got it. Huh. But, but uh, your collection. Getting rid of my Cerebus collection. Really? Yep. Yep. Really? It's, I've flushed all 299 issues down the toilet other than that one. <laughs> no, I'm I'm keeping like my favorite ones, which are like the first, I don't know, thirty or whatever, forty. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get rid of the the, the ones that kind of suck. Hmm. Like like I I love the artwork and all of them, but I would never reread from like number, you know, two hundred on. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. Um, but yet you bought them. Oh yeah. Uh, Month in and month out. That's right. Why? Um, I liked them at the time. Okay. Yeah. I liked some of them. There's some of them I didn't like as it as it came out. But I was I was I did that thing that I can't stand where people are like I can't skip one now. But I, but at least on mine, like it wasn't like I'm reading you know X Men and like there's like a hundred issues that are bad and then I know the creative team's gonna leave. Right. Like it was like. You know, the same guy, and I know it's going to end, and, like, there's never going to be more. So I'm like, well, I'll just keep buying it until it gets good again. And, and it, it did. It got, there was dips and ups and downs. Right. But, but I'm I'm just going to get rid of all the ones that I'm not a huge fan of that I know I won't reread. If I wanted to reread Cerebus, it would be High Society and Church and State. Um, it would never be anything after after those. So. Maybe Guys. I liked Guys. That was fun. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, downsized my Cerebus. Hmm. Well, this is uh, uh, shocking news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I figured that would be the one thing that you would never get rid of. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, just because uh, you you have been uh, such a, a Dave Sim uh, supporter and fan, and and that it is Cerebus, and that it's just you know, uh, you know the the life story of this character right. through three hundred issues. Uh, yeah, but some of it's kind of crappy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks amazing. There's an, uh, an issue you know, after number 25 that doesn't look amazing. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, do you, do you really need, you know, 200 issues of something that looks amazing when you could just look at the 50 that are also awesome to read? I don't know. That's the way I look at it. Uh, you know, I, um, I'm not the person that's. <laughs> Like two years ago, I wouldn't have been the person to ask. I like, I just, I just feel like I want to get rid of some of my books, especially the ones that I, because I was looking through them and I know there's books I've, I've had for twenty years and I've never cracked them back open to reread them. It's like, why do I still have that? I don't know. For your children? I'm not gonna have kids. I'm, I'm barren. Oh, okay. <laughs> for your grandchildren? Oh, that's true. I could have grandchildren. For one of your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I could just go ahead and have have kids, yeah, grandkids, you can have grandkids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm. uh, good night, everybody. Uh, <laughs> um, speaking of old comics, though, I did notice um, that that uh, Magnola Doctor Doom story that we reviewed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they're reprinting that. Nice. Yeah. I ordered a few copies from Mavericks because I figure somebody will want that. Yeah. It's um, Doctor Strange. It's Mike Nola. Fuck yeah. Doc, 
Doom. It's been Mephisto. out for, for 20 years or whatever, 30. Yeah. It's, it's a good story. People should read it. We, we liked it. I mm-hmm. remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So that, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I wonder why it took him so long. Uh, Man. Is Doctor Strange getting a movie or something? Uh, there's talks. Okay. Maybe they're reprinting some older Doctor Strange stuff. I don't know. Could be. Yeah, well, I, uh, I don't understand why why certain things fall out of print anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like uh, you know, why why do that? Why, why let your back catalog disappear? And maybe they just cycle through because they... I mean, that would be quite an undertaking to... Well, sure, but maybe, like, you know, every couple of years, you know, bring something, you know, back into print. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I mean, I'm on the, I'm on the, the tumblers, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I follow Matt Fraction and, and uh, Brian Bendis and everything, and they, uh, you know, uh, allow people to just, you know, send them questions or whatever, and a lot of questions that I've seen are just, you know... Uh, like a lot of their Marvel books are just out of print, huh? It's you know why? You know that is surprising. It seems like they would kind of cut everything that's not selling really well, right? And just focus on reprinting because they don't have to pay. I mean, they pay royalties, maybe I don't know, but they pay royalties, but they don't have to pay like as much to reprint old stuff as they do to have people do new stuff, right? You so know? it's kind of surprising. And it's like, you know, uh, especially with, with those two guys, you know, in particular, who are, you know, I, I would say arguably two of their bigger writers. Yeah. You know, who are constantly popular and constantly finding a new audience. Right. You know, why wouldn't you have their old stuff in print? Yeah. You know, and then, you know, people who do happen to come in for the characters, you know, why wouldn't you want to have, you know, you know, uh, you know, access to, to those characters? Right. You know? and, and I guess, you know... Partially, you know, some of that is, you know, go to a comic shop, you know, see if they have it. Yeah. You know, but, but sometimes the comic shop doesn't have That's it. That's true. Well, Such as the comic shop that I used to go to on a regular basis. <laughs> it's hard to find much there. Uh, yeah. Unless you're building an EBH deck. Right. Then you're fine. <laughs> Come on in. Um, yeah. I was, I was curious. I was yeah. curious. Yeah. Don't understand. I don't either. I wouldn't be surprised though, but uh, not too long down the road, if they are focusing more on reprints, and because I mean, there's a lot of titles that just don't do well, you know, right? Like nationwide. I don't mean just at our little place, right? I think it's every comic company though. Yeah, you know? I mean, you're always going to have something that you know, not everything can be the number one seller, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, sadly, it's usually the best stuff that uh, doesn't sell the best. You know, well, I, I know you're a big fan of the, the Hawkeye. It's, that's doing really well. Yeah. Um, and, and I gotta say, shocked. Yeah, and it is surprising. Yeah. Um, because the art's so different, and like, right. you know, like he's not in costume. And, I'd but say yeah, the art isn't super different. For Marvel, uh, it's pretty different. I don't think so. You think? No, I think it's kind of a house style for Marvel. Really? Yeah. For, at least for their, like, Grittier books, like right, yeah. like their Alex Maleev's and those type right, of guys, yeah. Rubik or Phillips and those guys. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I couldn't imagine that style selling like an X Men book or a Spider Man book or something. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, but, uh, for that you gotta have your uh, flashy, super realistic art. Hmm. 
Yeah. Although, I guess uh, right now the X-Men books, anyway, at least uh, the two Bendis ones are, uh, you know... Is it Imanen? Imanen does one of them, and Bacello does, is, is one of the yeah. artists on the other. Hmm. I don't know. I like both mm-hmm. those guys. But I would also argue that, uh, you know, there are probably people who don't. Still, yeah, surprising that there's like an eighth printing of Hawkeye number one or whatever. Right, right, yeah. yeah. That's surprising. Uh, I remember reading uh, the Captain Marvel series, uh, which uh, has struggled in the art department, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, at least in the first couple issues. But uh, I remember reading something about the writer, Kelly Sue DeConnick, saying that uh, when she started the book, she was pretty sure it wouldn't last past issue six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's, it has. It's done so, well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it's just. It's dropped off a bit for us, but right, yeah. but most most things well. good do. I right, right, right. Uh, but you know, I would say that uh, there are a lot of books out there that I have uh, read and loved and uh, been canceled by you twelve. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> if not before, like Omac. Right. But yeah, that was what number eight, eight or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's gotten to the point now where I'm almost, uh, I don't cheer on the cancellation of a book, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm okay with the cancellation of a book. Yeah, because Some, something else will come along. Something else will come along. You know, I'm looking to drop books all the time anyway, <laughs> right. just because I spend way too much money. Right. You know, like uh, uh, James Robinson's leaving uh, Earth 2 uh, with like issue 16 or something like that, and... Uh, and I've enjoyed that book, but it's also something where I'm like, well, I could use an excuse to drop this at any point in time. Right. And uh, he's leaving the book. Okay, I'll use that excuse. Huh, that is interesting. It's like you're, it's like some of the stuff maybe you don't even necessarily, you know, want, I mean, you enjoy it, but you don't want to have it around to tempt you to, to buy. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, I would rather, uh, you know, like, I'm a comic fan who supports creators, you know, and, uh, right, not characters. Yeah, you buy the books by people you like, not right, right. featuring characters you like. Very rarely will I buy something just because of the character or whatever. Right. But, uh, you know, yeah, if a creator leaves a book, you know, then I say, okay, then so am I. Right. You know. And then, yeah, it could be the next person who comes on that book is something super awesome, but, you know, if if I've never heard of it, then I might not be so willing to try it, just because, right. you know, and maybe that's even narrow-minded of me. You know? Yeah, I'm sure you'll flip through it. I mean, you flip through a lot of books that you don't I do. buy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did, uh, you know, I was buying uh, The Winter Soldier, uh, the, the Ed Brubaker you know, Winter Soldier book. Uh, bought the the trades of those, mm-hmm. and then he left the book, and like a new creative team came on, and uh, I was just like, well, I'm not gonna get you know that run, you know, because I don't know, I've never read anything by these people, you know, right? Uh, but then like it was announced that that book's getting canceled, and so I went ahead and just ordered the last trade paperback, and now I have the entire run of Winter Soldier. Did you Did you enjoy the last? One? Uh, it hasn't come out yet. Oh, okay, but, but okay. I did order it. So. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know how it started. 
Uh, I don't know what the point of all of this is. Let's hear from Kurt. Let's hear from Kurt Dins. <laughs> this is Kurt Dins for the Gutter Trash Podcasting Network, and I'm here with Eric Powell, writer and creator of The Goon. And he's going to answer one question of his choice. Here you go. What was my first car? My first car was a 1970 Camaro that didn't run. And I worked on it uh, for years and had to sell it because I was broke and never actually got to drive it. There you have it. Thanks very much. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Hey. Well, that was awesome. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, Eric Powell. Yeah. Both those guys are cool. Both those guys are cool. One's cooler than the other. I'm not going to say which one. Kurt did. That's right. Uh, I've met both of those gentlemen. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And uh, I've come up with a far more positive response to a Kurt Dins than I did with a, uh, Eric Powell. Where'd you meet uh, Mr. Powell? I met him at Mid-OhioCon about 10 years ago. Oh, wow. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, I think, I don't think the goon was at Dark Horse yet. Wow, still Albatross? Albatross, yeah. Yeah. Exploding, even, exploding albatross. Uh, maybe have even been Avatar. Oh, really? Avatar did that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. Uh, it could have been self-published. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, but but it was it was just before it went to Dark Horse. That's though. cool. So yeah. I bet he was excited. Then. Uh, he did not didn't seem excited. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe he was overwhelmed. Yeah. That could have been it. Uh, all I know is that, uh, it did not look like, uh, many other people were walking up to him. Uh-huh. Uh, but I had like the, the first four issues of his, uh, at the time current series and I had him uh, sign those and he was just, uh, very cold. Oh. Yeah. Just sort of was signed him and handed winter? him back. Was it winter time? Uh, it was actually very cold out that okay, day. Well, maybe I, that's I do fine. remember that. Maybe that's fine. Uh, because uh, my girlfriend and I went there and we had to park like a mile away from the uh, actual hotel where the convention was happening. Right. And uh, it was a, a chilly trek. And I didn't want to wear my jacket because I knew that once we got inside the convention, oh, yeah, it would be too hot. Oh, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to Mid-Ohio, ever, which is crazy. I've been twice now. And I would like to go again. Oh. That was before Wizard bought it, but yeah, I hear it's a lot more expensive and yeah, you know, just a lot more full of uh, celeb- TV celebrities now. Yeah, although the the last time that I went, which was where I met Eric Powell, uh, was also where I was standing in line to meet Alan Davis, uh, a line that was not moving, uh, and I looked across the way and saw um, uh, the Soup Nazi, uh, Brad Dourif. <laughs> and uh uh David Carradine uh all sitting at a table just not talking to each other and just staring at us. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> See, uh, you know what? Why don't they have is there a convention that has nothing but just like low-level celebrities like the lady that played Agnes de Pesto on Moonlighting and like you know, uh, Chris Elliott's dad. You know, I mean, like, is there something like that? I don't, I don't know. Because I would go to that. Yeah, where it's like you know, Chris Elliott's dad. I'm assuming you're talking about Get a Life. Yeah, actually played by Chris Elliott's dad. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, like I don't want to meet anybody in Walking Dead. I'm sure they're not excited to meet anybody because they meet fifty thousand people a week. Right. 
but uh, that'd be awesome to meet. You know, some people that you're like, wow, you're you're that guy from that thing. And, you know, Thanks. you know, uh, you know. I'm sure, like, because uh, because when I was with uh, Kurt at Horror Hound, he he did manage to to talk to a guy from The Walking Dead, and uh, you know, he said that that guy, you know, clearly knew the train he was riding. And, like, you know, was just going to milk it for all it was worth. Right. And he was, like, super excited to be part of it. Famous and part of it for a while, you know. Right. And, uh, but then. You know, oh, yeah, I'm sure they're fine people. Or oh, some, yeah, some yeah. of them. But. And everything that I heard about, you know, like Norman Reedus, the, the guy that plays Daryl, you know, was just that he was super awesome, you know, mm-hmm. at the show. But, you know, also people were waiting in line for six hours to meet him. And they're pouring wheel, wheel barrels full of cash on his table. Right, so I'm yeah. sure, yeah, I'm sure he's, that's makes you happy. See, that's that's the thing with me is like uh, I don't want to pay to meet somebody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like like that's why I like comic creators because you cause buy their stuff. I right. can buy their stuff, uh, and they're not going to charge me to sign right. that thing. Yeah. Or or to just shake their hand or you know. Well, that's a good point because like I wouldn't. I don't think I would pay you know twenty dollars to get a photo of me and Chris. Elliot's dad. Right, yeah. And, like, what could I buy from him unless he was selling, you know, the Good Life DVDs or right, right. the book that him and Chris Elliot wrote together or something. But, you know, yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would be like, hey, you're awesome. But, you know. Right, yeah. Like, no money would exchange hands and that would not be worth it for them. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, yeah, I wouldn't mind, you know, like, like you know, meeting, you know, like, at Horror Hound, like, I, I probably had the chance to, because to, the guy who directed the... Hatchet movies mm-hmm. uh, walked past our table at one point. It was early, and like there was not a lot of people around, and I could have, you know, like, hey, you know, I really like those movies, and shaking his hand, and he could have left, and you know, that was <laughs> right, that. Right. But you know, they won't show up for that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll yeah. show up to to get your money for an autograph, exactly, something. right? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's why comics are just better than everything else. It is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I'm sure Eric Prowell, you know, was a very nice guy. He, he seemed very gracious in that, uh, that clip. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, uh, did not have the, the best experience meeting him. Right. Uh, the, you know, everybody but, has but an, also not the worst. Everybody has an off day, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I've definitely had, uh, worse experiences at conventions as well. Right. <laughs> but also at the same time, you know, when, when you meet someone like Paul Jenkins, who, you know, you hand him a stack of books to, to sign, and he starts telling you in-depth stories about every single thing that happened with that particular issue that he wrote. You know, you would consider that to be... That's a pretty high bar to live up to. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not every comic creator is going to be that, either. Like, very yeah. personable and ethical. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really... But, you know, I love Eric Powell and I love The Goon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love The Goon. Good stuff. Yeah. But anyway, you were saying. No, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm like, there's there's nobody that I just really want to, like, get their autograph. It's like, like you said, like, it's cool. Celebrity-wise. Celebrity-wise, yeah. I mean, or, or or even just comic guy. Like, I don't want just their autograph. It's, it's awesome to have a book signed by a guy because then you can look back at it like, oh, yeah, I remember going to that show. And, like, right. it's like a. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah, and, but then yet you still took a batch of my books up to TCAF to get signed for me. Yeah, no, I I understand when why other people would want it. Just personally, I don't I, like I don't really care if something's autographed unless it's a reminder of an experience I had. Um, 
other than that, like, yeah, I couldn't couldn't care less if it was signed or not. Why do you hate me so much? <laughs> this is not a, not an attack on you. This feels like an attack on me. No, no, just it's just personally, I just yeah, like my personal uh, opinion on autographs is I only like them if they're um, like you know a reminder of something. I would prefer to get my autographs directly from the person, but right. uh, you know, that can't happen sometimes, and you take a lot of vacations. Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> totally fine. That's totally fine. I have nothing against that at all. I would have loved to have met Alan Davis, but that line did not move. Oh, at, a, at, at Mid-Ohio. At Mid-Ohio? Yeah, where I saw Super Nazi Brad Dourif or David Carpenter right. sitting. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I waited in that line for about 30 minutes and we did not progress one bit. Wow. Which means, I guess, that he's super personable and he was just talking to everybody who came up. But, you know, being, you know, a good, you know, couple yards away, you know. So you could see him, he was there. I, I saw the table. Okay. I couldn't see him because. Maybe he wasn't even there. Maybe he was like taking, yeah. a, taking a shit break or something. Hopefully somebody at the front of the line would have, uh, you know, telephoned it through the back, you right. know, and, uh, hey, he's not here right now. Unless they were like, well, he's just taking a shit break any minute, any minute, you know. <laughs> Sometimes this can take yeah. anywhere between five to 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> wow. 20-minute shits. That's impressive. You, you know, maybe he's, uh, he's, he's reading a book. In All right. Yeah, he bought a book at the convention. Right, yeah. Exactly. Like, well, I'm not gonna get another chance to read this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Although he would do it in a British accent because that's how he speaks. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck Alan Davis was doing in um, Columbus, Ohio, anyway. <laughs> right? Right? Well, they get big names there, don't they? Yeah, they, got, yeah, they do. Yeah, Stan Lee. And, yeah. Um, hmm. This was pre-Wizard. Well, I, I remember. Uh, I remember they used to have bigger names too. Like I'm pretty sure. But this is a big name, in and he lives far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like crossing a continent. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like they got passports were involved, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Customs. <laughs> that might have, was that pre nine eleven though. No, it was not. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, conventions. Who yeah. would who would have thought? Yeah. Sometimes they're fun. Sometimes they're not. Yep. Hmm. I don't, I don't know that I would ever want to go to another convention that I was not at, you know, like exhibiting that. Yeah. Oh, I definitely, I definitely would. Like small, small press ones or whatever. Like I, I, I don't want to spend more than two hours at one. Really? Like, like that's that's a limit for me, definitely. Yeah. But the, it's kind of a limit for me anywhere, though. Right. You know, uh, I, I, yeah, small press is the only one that I could spend more than a couple hours at like yeah. i like i could go to you know a wizard world or a motor city or something for a couple hours just to take it all in but right. at the small press ones like sometimes like a lot of those guys only put out a book once or twice a year right and uh and it almost feels like you know it's like a family reunion and you get to see all these people and you're like oh there's this book and because you can't find those you can't just go to one comic shop and buy all those you'd have to like yeah. order all of them individually from the people so it's kind of neat just to go there and like. It takes half an hour. <laughs> no, like at TCAF, like I, I'm sure I spent four or five hours each day, 
because I, I looked at every single table in the entire two-story building over the course of the two days. So, yeah, I'm sure it took about five hours a day to, to look at everything. Because hmm. I'd like to go to TCAP because they, they do have a lot of really good people there. And mm-hmm. I'd like to try to make that happen in the next year or two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I honestly don't think that I could spend an entire day doing that. I right. Think, I think it'd be good two hours right first day and done i think usually when me and kathleen go after a couple hours she like goes back to the hotel or something and right, like, right. rests a little bit and then comes back and retrieves me later right because uh yeah at that that show you'd have to crowbar me out of the door right before they close because uh even when i went to i went to wizard world chicago uh, as i mentioned earlier mm-hmm. uh and uh that was like a three-day thing. I could only handle one of those days, and I think after like four hours, I was furious that I was there. <laughs> it was a horrible trip. But uh, I was there less than uh, less than that yeah. uh, when I went to Wizard World Chicago or whatever it was called back then. I think it was just Chicago Comic Chicago Con. Chicago Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but if I had a table, then, you know, I got no problem being there. Mm-hmm. Okay, like uh, a couple times where like I've just been to a show that Kurt has been at, and he just allows me to like come hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I can spend all day there because I got a home base to to hang out at. I Maybe mean, that's what it is. I think that's yeah. He, I, need, he, I need I need some place right. to to you know get away from the crowd. For right. A yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I couldn't imagine like Jeremy's always inviting me to go to San Diego. Oh, Comic-Con. that would be fucking horrible i would hate it yeah i keep telling him like you don't understand <laughs> like how different we are right you know uh like he's like no it's great i mean it's like miles and miles long of just you know it's just teeming with people and i'm like yeah no that sounds awful, awful. Yeah. that's awful yeah the only way i would go to san diego is if kurt had a table yeah. <laughs> and he let me sit at it right and i probably wouldn't even go look at anything at that point right just because I'd, it'd be too overwhelmed yeah yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, that that sounds like the last convention I would ever go to. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think there's even any amount of money that you could pay me to go to that one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some stuff there I would be into. I'm sure they have a cool artist alley. Well, sure, and, yeah. But it's like, no. Why would you want <laughs> yeah. to suffer through all the other stuff yeah. just to do that? Yeah, yeah, I would rather just go to space and. Or SPX or whatever, you right. know. Like, uh, yeah, SPX is like, yeah, probably the biggest. That one either. But. That one's probably the biggest show I've ever been to and loved. Right. You know. Um, hmm. What about Gym City? What's your opinions on that? Gym City Comic Con? Yeah, I like Gym City Comic Con. Yeah. I think it's really good. I like if 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 I no longer worked at Mavericks, I would still go to that one. Yeah. I just wouldn't spend all day there. I'd spend a couple hours there yeah. probably. But yeah, it's cool, and 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 also to support something being right here. Right, know, I I would even if I couldn't go, I would just mail them ten dollars. Like, thanks for doing it. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's dumb. Yeah, no. Well, I'm a dumb guy. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, so I guess yeah. I should uh, pick a movie for us to watch. My stomach's starting to growl. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, starving to death over here. Sounds like a good enough motivator. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I now have to, I gotta, I gotta decide. Oh, you get multiples in mind. I do. I have two movies in mind. Mm. Uh, do either of them star Sean Connery? Because that's the one we're going to watch. No. 
No. But they are both from the 70s. Oh, okay. Uh, I, got a, hey, I got a penny here. All right. You're going to flip? I'm going to flip. Do you, do you want to know my choices before I flip? Oh, no. You just, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to flip and do this all in my head? Yeah. Because right. I don't want to know. Well, I don't know. Are you going to pick the other movie eventually? I'll pick the other movie eventually. Okay, well, then, yeah, I don't want to know. I don't like knowing until right. the last possible moments. Man, this penny is dirty. I need me some uh, Skyline hot sauce. <laughs> Does that clear up a penny? Oh, yeah, it does. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's horrifying. What's in there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, your innards aren't made out of uh, copper, so I'm sure it's a different <laughs> oxidation reaction. Sure, right, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're fine. Uh, all right. So that one is A, and the other one is B. Yeah. He's flipping it. It's flipped. All right. We are going to watch... The Abominable Dr. Fives oh. with Vincent Price. Sweet. That's the original, right? Yes. Because there's a series of those, right? Uh, there's two. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, the other one is Dr. Fives Rises Again. I may or may not have seen that. I don't know. I've seen a Dr. Fives movie, but okay. it was, I was probably a teenager. <clears throat> All so right. like, I probably don't even remember it if it was the one I've seen. I have not seen it, uh, but I have uh, I, I have a copy. Uh, I just have never gotten around to watching it. Um, uh, I know that there's the Misfits song called Dr. Five yeah, Rises Again. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what you're thinking of. <laughs> I remember you heard that Misfits song. <laughs> well, I was watching Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> I was like, this is that movie. <laughs> that's very possible, actually. That's how my brain works. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, there was there was some uh, some news over the past week about uh, uh, there being a uh, Doctor Fibes remake oh, in the works, yeah. mm. starring Johnny Depp as uh, the Doctor Fibes. Really, Tim Burton? I'm guessing directed by Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. You're not excited about that? No, because it's remake. Because uh, it's a remake. And because it's Tim Burton, and because it's Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. So you're not a fan of any of those three things? Um, I'm okay with remakes, for the most part. I'm okay with a remake. Okay. Uh, I'm a fan of Tim Burton when he does something original. Yeah. Which has not happened for a very long time. Uh, it's... Uh, Corpse Bride? That was original. Uh, that was original. That was like ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, Everything else he's done has been uh, an adaptation or a uh, a remake or a remake, uh, hmm. at least in the past ten years or That's so. That's weird. Maybe he's told his stories. He just wants to touch uh, things that he loves. Maybe I don't know, uh, but also mostly uh, the, the and I like Johnny Depp. I do not like Johnny Depp and Tim Burton together. Really, they need to stop that shit. <laughs> they need to stop that shit right the fuck. I, see, I always liked it when like directors like keep relying on actors because it makes you go like oh they must like actually be friends and like they enjoy working together and they need to stop that shit though because <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp not perfect in every lead role no uh, nah. uh. nor should he be but he's good I like him I like he's Johnny good. Depp stop that shit stop hmm. that shit right the fuck now I don't mind guys you can go ahead they need to stop that shit. Or, you know, hey, if they want to work together again, that's fine. 
Uh, why not come up with uh, something original, Burton? Yeah, yeah. Fucker. Hmm. I bet Johnny Depp could write a movie if he's worried about Johnny Depp the could write a movie. Yeah. I'm sure. Right? Yeah. Smart, smart guy. I don't know. Did he do Dead Man? Was that him? No, it was a. Uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was something that Johnny Depp did direct. Really? Yeah. I don't know uh, this thing. No. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Because all that matters is uh, Vincent Price, the That's original, right. the, the abominable Dr. Yeah. Bubs. We're going to watch that, apparently, according to my coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, coin. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. I, like, I like Vincent Price. It's been a while since I've seen a Vincent Price movie. So. All right, then. Uh, has not been terribly long for me, but... Uh, Didn't he just have a birthday or something? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's dead. Right, right. Yeah. We can still celebrate. They still celebrate Christmas and... Jesus is dead. That's true. That's so, true. Yeah. Uh, fair point. <laughs> Let's go go eat. All right. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>